G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation today at vision.org.au. Prayer is the way by which God helps us overcome our anxiety and worry. And life is full of worry, isn't it? There's health troubles, there's family troubles, there's financial troubles. But it's been said if your knees are shaking, kneel on them. Prayer can chase our worries away and vice versa. Today, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us to control the chase. So you know in the middle of the night when those worries come in like flaming arrows, right there, turn your worries into prayer. This is the day when the lost are found. are major league warriors and minor league prayers. Well, today, we'll help you to change leagues. Pastor Greg Laurie is presenting a series called What Every Growing Christian Needs to Know. And today, we're focusing on prayer. Glad you've joined us on A New Beginning as we investigate the proper role of prayer in a healthy believer's life. We'll see that God even provides a model for effective prayer, and to neglect the privilege of prayer is to rob ourselves of His power and peace. So let's review what we've learned and then we'll pick up. If you want to be a growing Christian, you must have a prayer life. Ephesians 6.18 says we should pray always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Notice it says pray always with all prayer. You can pray in any position, at any time, anywhere. The main thing is pray. Okay, so let's answer question number one. Why should I pray? Why should I pray? Simple answer. Because Jesus told you to. You really don't need any more answer than that. But I'll give you a few more reasons. But Jesus said in Luke 18, 1, men ought always to pray and not give up. And by the way, Christ himself was a model of prayer. He was always praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. As he's contemplating the horrors of the cross, he's praying, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. On the cross, he's praying for his enemies, saying, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Before he raised Lazarus from the dead, we read in John chapter 11, he looked up to heaven and prayed, Father, thank you that you hear me. And then he shouted, Lazarus, come forth. Before Jesus fed the 5,000, we read he looked up to heaven and asked God's blessing on the food. Mothers would bring their children to Jesus so he would lay his hands on them and pray for them. Now listen, if Jesus felt the need to pray, how much more should we feel it? Point number two, 
we should pray because prayer is God's appointed way for obtaining things. That is not the only purpose of prayer. That's not the only reason we should pray. But having said that, the Bible does say in James 4.2, you have not because you, what? Ask not. See, if you don't ask God for it, there may be times in your life when you don't have what you need. Did it ever occur to you that you have this sickness and you've never actually asked the Lord to heal you? No, I think you know that I don't believe God heals everybody. But at the same time, He does heal some. And it's possible you could be ill and you continue to be ill and you've never actually prayed and said, Lord, would you heal me of this? You might have financial challenges and you don't know why the bills are always unpaid and you don't know why you're always struggling. Question, have you prayed about it? Have you said, Lord, would you provide for me right now? Could it be that you have not because you ask not? Prayer is the way that we obtain things from God. We always say, Lord, if this is not your will, don't give this thing to me. But if it is, please do. Because the Bible promises that my God will supply all of my needs according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Here's another one. Prayer is the way by which God helps us to overcome our anxiety and worry. Prayer is the way by which God helps us overcome our anxiety and worry. And life is full of worry, isn't it? I mean, I could talk for 25 minutes about all the things going on in our crazy world. You know, all the threats that we face and the dangers we face. But how about just your life? Just your own personal challenges. Life is full of troubles. There's health troubles. There's family troubles. There's financial troubles. But it's been said if your knees are shaking, kneel on them. So here's what the Bible says about that. Philippians 4, 6. These are verses every believer should commit to memory. Don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. And it goes on to say, and if you do this, the peace of God that passes all human understanding will keep your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. How many of you ever worry? You worry, okay, you know, I, I worry too. And worry is not a virtue, by the way. Sometimes we may think it is. I heard about a guy that was a real worry word, always worrying, worrying, and finally he just stopped. And one of his friends said, yeah, I notice you don't worry anymore. The guy says, I don't worry anymore. His friend said, what's your secret? The guy says, I hired someone to worry for me. <laughs> really? How'd you find a guy like that? Took an ad out in the paper. Wanted someone to worry for me. What do you pay a guy to do that? I pay him $5,000 a day. Wow. That's a lot of money. You don't have that kind of money. How are you going to pay him? He says, that's for him to worry about. <laughs> well, if that doesn't work, try praying instead. It says, if you will pray about it instead of worrying about it, God's peace will keep your heart and mind. And the word there for keep means to protect or to mount a guard. And the wording that Paul uses sort of describes a Roman sentry, like a Roman guard guarding the room, guarding the heart. Paul says, if you pray about it instead of worrying about it, God will put a guard around your heart and your heart will have peace. So you know in the middle of the night when those worries come in like flaming arrows, right there, here's what you do. Lord, I give every one of these to you. Turn your worries into prayers because that's how God helps us overcome our anxiety and worry. 
Also, prayer is one of the ways in which we make ourselves ready for the return of Christ. Luke 21, Jesus says, Take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing and drunkenness and the cares of this life, so the day of the Lord comes upon you unexpectedly. Watch therefore and pray always that you'll be worthy to escape these things. Speaking of his coming, Jesus said in Mark 13, of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Take heed therefore and watch and pray for you don't know when the hour is. So prayer is not an option for the believer. We need direction in life. You all have heard of Yogi Berra. Uh, not Yogi Bear, Yogi Berra. And Yogi was known for his amazing statements. It was Yogi that coined the phrase, it ain't over till it's over. And sometimes the things he said seemed to contradict themselves, but they were really quite clever. One of the Yogi Berra statements was, quote, if you don't know where you're going, you might wind up someplace else. I love that. But you know, there's some truth there. If you don't know where you're going, you might wind up someplace else. Yeah, that's true. So we need direction from God, don't we? We need to pray for His will to be revealed to us. Here's a way to sort of sum it up. When you pray about something, God may say no. Consider this. If the request is wrong, God says no. If the timing is wrong, God says slow. If you are wrong, God says grow. But if the request is right and the timing is right and you are right, God says go. Want to hear that again? No. Um, okay, I'll say it again. Here we go. If the request is wrong, God says no. If the timing is wrong, God says slow. If you are wrong, God says grow. But if the request is right and the timing is right and you are right, God says go. Well, thanks for joining us today. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie, the Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California, USA. And today he's presenting a message called The Importance of Prayer in the Life of the Believer. So let's continue. So are there secrets to answered prayer? Well, yes and no. I mean, if you think this book is a secret, maybe there are. If you've never opened the user's manual of life, then I guess it's a secret. But the fact is, God has proclaimed very clearly in Scripture how to have our prayers answered in the affirmative. He gives us principles to follow. And probably the greatest example of that is a template he gave that we call the Lord's Prayer. And uh, that is not like the prayer to pull out in case of emergency, though there's nothing wrong with praying the Lord's Prayer, but it's more than that. The Lord's Prayer is not just a prayer to pray. It is a template for prayer. It is a model for prayer. Again, remember, Jesus gave this prayer in response to the request of his disciples who said, you know what John taught his disciples to pray? Lord, teach us to pray. So he gave them this prayer. And it's Luke chapter 11. And we're gonna read verses one to four. Now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place. When he ceased, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. 
your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins for we also forgive everyone who has sinned against us. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Notice how the Lord's Prayer begins. Our Father who art in heaven. Before a word of personal petition is offered, I just sit back for a moment and contemplate the awesomeness of God. I am speaking to the Almighty God, the everlasting Father, the creator of the universe. But here's the good news. He's not just the Father. He's your Father. He's your Father in heaven. Here's a good acronym to keep in mind when you're thinking of how to pray. It's ACTS. A-C-T-S. A stands for adoration. C stands for confession. T stands for thanksgiving. S stands for supplication. So what I'm saying is when you pray, it's always good to start with A, adoration. Contemplating the greatness and awesomeness of God. A for adoration. C for confession. Confess your own personal sin. T for thanksgiving. And then ask supplication, praying for others. So our Father who art in heaven. So here we have principle number one. If you want your prayers answered in the affirmative, you must pray according to the will of God. If you want your prayers answered in the affirmative, in other words, if you want God to say yes to you when you pray, pray according to the will of God. Jesus modeled this for us when he taught us to pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. Now some would teach something contrary to this. They would say when you pray, you tell God what you want and you ask it by faith and you don't doubt it and you speak it into existence because your faith is a force and you harness the force of faith and you pray this boldly to God. I even heard one teacher say, don't ever pray, not my will, but yours be done. Okay, whatever. You're wrong if you hold that view. I'm gonna go with Jesus on this one if you don't mind. In fact, I think I'm gonna go with Jesus on all of it. And Jesus, God in human form, taught me to pray, my Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Here's what I've learned about myself. I don't always know what's right. Big revelation. Sometimes I think I do. But a lot of times I have it all wrong. So I am so glad that my Father who knows all things and has my best interests at heart will sometimes overrule my prayers for my own good. Lord, I want this. The Lord says, no, no. That's not what you want, Greg. Your brain is the size of a little grain of sand, okay? It just, I'm gonna do this for you instead. You'll thank me later, trust me. And I do. Never be afraid to ask God to overrule your prayer if it happens to be outside of his will. You know, sometimes God answers our prayer differently than we thought he would. Heard about uh, three men who were going through a forest and they came to a large, raging, violent, rushing river. They wanted to get to the other side. So they decided to pray. And the first guy prayed for strength 
to cross the river. Suddenly, boom, boom, his arms were big and muscular and his legs too and, and he swam across the river. He almost drowned. It took him about two hours but he barely made it but he got to the other side. Second guy, this is a true story by the way. Um, <laughs> I was there, I saw it, no. I think you know this is a joke, right? You just, so you know. Second guy, he sees what happens to the first guy. He prays, he says, all right, Lord, I pray for the strength and the tools to cross the river. He too has strong muscular arms and legs, but God gives to him a boat and a paddle and takes him about an hour to get across. He capsized twice, but he made it. Third guy's watching this. He says, Lord, I pray you give me the strength and the tools, but most of all, the intelligence to cross the river. Poof! He turned into a woman. She looked at the map, <laughs> hiked upstream a hundred yards, and walked across the bridge. <laughs> Aren't you girls glad you came to church tonight? <laughs> so you see, here's the objective of prayer. The objective of prayer is not to get God to do what I want Him to do. God, I love you. I have a wonderful plan for your life. Come over here. You know, sometimes my grandkids want to take me places. They're, you know, like Christopher, he's a little guy. He'll grab my hand. He's pulling me. I'm like, I'm like this, you know. And he takes me upstairs because he wants me to play with the train or he wants me to do something else. You know, he has this little plan. And that's what we're like. God, come on, come on, God, come on. This is what I want. Here's what we're going to do. But look, that's not the objective of prayer. The objective of prayer is saying, Lord, where are you going? Because I want to go there too. What do you think about this? Because I want to think that too. What is your will on this? Because I want that to be my will too. And so I want to get in alignment with God. And when I find God's will and I start praying accordingly, I will start seeing my prayers answered in the affirmative. The problem is I'm often out of God's will and sometimes even praying prayers that are contrary to as well. First John 5.14 says, this is the confidence we have in Him. If we ask anything according to His will, He hears us and we have the petitions desired of Him. Listen to this. Nothing lies outside of the reach of prayer except that which lies outside of the will of God. God will only answer the request that He inspires. You see, prayer is surrender. It's surrender to the will of God and it's cooperation with that will. You say, well, I don't know, that's kind of a drag, why even pray? Because God wants you to be a part of the process. So here's how it works, God puts a burden on your heart. Maybe it's for a loved one, maybe it's to pray for the salvation of someone, maybe it's to pray for some other thing, but He puts this burden on your heart, and you pray, and then you see God do the impossible, and answer that prayer, and you say, man, I am a powerful man of prayer. No, you're just, you serve a powerful God and you got in sync with them, that's all. So we need to be praying. That's Pastor Greg Laurie with some practical encouragement today about the powerful privilege of praying to our powerful God. Glad you've joined us today on A New Beginning and I hope you can join us again at the same time tomorrow as we bring more important insight on prayer and its valuable place in the life of the healthy believer. It's insight from a series called What Every Growing Christian Needs to Know. Hope you can join us same time tomorrow. This is the
of today's full message get in touch with vision christian store it was called the importance of god's word in the believer's life just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011 thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from vision christian media to find out more about us go to vision.org.au